Welcome to the Becoming One podcast, where as the church, we learn to pursue peace in a divided world. Here is your host, Pastor Sean Wilson. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today at the Becoming One broadcast. Amen. Where we believe in organizing, neutralizing, and evangelizing. Amen. We want to become one. We want to do what Jesus has prayed for us. The future believers that believes in the word that is preached by his apostles and what's been written and given to us. This is where we place our faith in the story, the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Now, as we get ready to get into the to the text on today, I want to talk about something out of first Thessalonians chapter five, verse. I'm going to start at verse 19. And it gives us some instruction here. And it says, do not quench the spirit. Do not dis- despise prophetic utterances or see them with contempt. Do not despise them. And, and I want to stop there because I want to talk about something. Matter of fact, let me let me read verse 21 because this is going to this going to put a cap on it. It says, but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Amen. So we're supposed to hold fast to that which is good. We're supposed to examine everything. And what I want to talk about today is something that I have failed in times past and still in sometimes today I struggle with this is sometimes I think we don't hold fast to the good because we always focus on what's what's wrong. Um, we see what's wrong in error and in, in things more so we bring light to those things, but we don't identify the good. And I think that we need to refocus and take the word as it's mentioned today about not despising prophetic utterances. What, what does this mean not to despise prophetic utterances? There is a um, way that we should look at scripture There is a way that we should respond to um, the instructions that come before. Does God still use people to prophesy in this day? I want to share something with you and say, yes, he does. The Lord does use people in this hour, in this day um, with to prophesy. And the one thing I want to point at is we have to understand that as the Lord does use people to prophesy we're not supposed to despise it and reject the idea that prophecies exist and that god still uses people to prophesy what we need to do is we need to focus on the fact that we are to test them examine what is said and it's just as just as the scripture communicated hold fast to that which is good amen because the lord has given us everything that we need in this hour to help us um every spiritual gift is given until jesus comes back amen until he comes back and we need to understand that because if we don't we could miss the divine instructions that we need have i ever heard a prophecy yes Have I ever given a word of knowledge or a word of prophecy or word of wisdom? Yes, I have. And and God is alive. He did not stop talking to us. and He's not stopped talking to his church. This is why he gave the gifts to the church. The gifts to the church have not ceased. The gifts to the church have not ceased. One of the things that we see in the New Testament is the word of prophecy. Now, there are people that are there are true prophets and there are false prophets that are out there. 
the true and the false. He tells us, we see this in the scripture all the time. There's false prophets that proclaim messages that are not true. They're not um, based off the message of the gospel. Amen. So what I want to point to, first of all, where, where do I get this at? What, what, what scripture do I hold on to that tells me that the gifts, the spiritual gifts are still here? Let's go to first Corinthians. You know, I got to give you some scripture. I'm going to always give you scripture. First Corinthians chapter one, verse four, first Corinthians chapter one, verse four, it says, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God, which was given you in Christ Jesus, that in everything you were enriched in him, in all speech and all knowledge, even as a testimony concerning Christ was confirmed in you so that you are not lacking any gift according to or away, I mean, <laughs> you're not lacking any gift awaiting eagerly the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end, blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. First of all, the first blessing in there is that we have been given gifts. We're not lacking any gifts. The, the, and it doesn't mean that we have all of the gifts. It means the church has all of the gifts. It has everything that it needs as we eagerly await the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. The second blessing that I want you to hear in this text is that he will, who will also confirm you to the end blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when we see this, Jesus, he has a promise he's going to fulfill. He's going to, he's going to confirm us to the end blameless in the day of the Lord of Jesus Christ. So we have received the gifts of the spirit. And we know first Corinthians chapter 12 tells us all of the gifts of the spirit. This is something that's with us until Jesus comes back. We need this. We, this is something that's given for encouragement. What is a word of wisdom? Word is a word of knowledge. What is a word of prophecies? These words of prophecies and acknowledge is things that we have to test. When he tells us to test them, he's telling us to examine them in light of the heart of God and his message. So it's easy to determine if a word is coming from God because we can we can discern that or understand it because we all every believer has been given the ability to judge the word based off of our knowledge of God. It's hard for a person to judge the word of God if they don't know God in a sense of his word. We have to understand it in his the patterns of God. We have to understand the message behind God, his his message. Um, it's easy for us to identify when there's when there's a lie. But what I want us to do, just as I started off with today, I want us to really focus on holding fast to that which is good, because this is this is where the blessing is. This is where we're supposed to to do. Um, Romans chapter 12, verse nine says this in the King James Version. It says, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good, to cleave to one, to hold on to something that's good. 
the evil should be separate from us, but we should be holding on to what's good. We, when we go in, we pick uh, fruit. We don't pick out the bad fruit so we can separate it. We, we're looking for the good fruit. That's what we're taking. We want to consume what's good. We want to take what's good. So when something is spoken, when the word is mentioned, that's what we want to focus on. Amen. That's what we want to keep our mind on. So what do I want to do today? I want you to hold on to that which is good. As believers, this is what we're supposed to focus on. Let's not focus on what's bad, but let's focus on the good. The good in each other, the good in the word as it's preached to us. What is the good? The virtuous, what's true. We're listening for truth. If someone if someone gives a word in the church, and I'm going to tell you like this, if someone gives a word in the church and says, the Lord says, if you don't start doing, um, if you don't, if you don't stop drinking, you going to hell. How will I test that word? First of all, I'll say drinking doesn't send you to hell. Plus, the scripture does not say that you can't drink. And it depends on if you really look at the scripture, it tells you that there there was a higher calling for those that was in the positions of ministry, the deacons versus the elders. It was still different requirements when it came to drinking. It says not to drink much wine. Amen. So we have we have to understand something when we're testing the spirits to hear what's going. If someone gets up in the church and says that I can tell you quickly that that's not a word from the Lord, because God doesn't want us to focus on that work. He wants us to focus on Jesus as savior. Remember, salvation is by grace through faith, not through works, lest any man shall boast. We have to understand that. So now when I hear that being communicated, I know that that's a false message. I don't I don't have time to get into the drinking. Maybe we'll come back and talk about that a little bit later. But the drinking is just one example. If we have people get up and say that you have to dress a certain way, that you got to worship God on a certain day and all these different things, I'd be like, that's not. No, I don't. I won't agree with that. What Paul talked about in um, first Corinthians. So we have prophets in the church. We have prophets in the body of Christ, right? We have the true prophets and they proclaim the word of, of God. Do I, do I prophesy? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I'm very careful about what I say and when I say it, in, in, in what venue? Because I have to understand that I'm held accountable for what I'm communicating. Right now, it's a form of prophecy, is the proclamation of the word of God. I have given words of knowledge. I have given words of wisdom. I have given words of prophecy as well. And most of those words have been on a personal basis and the person confirmed it, not me. 
I said it, they confirmed it. And most of the time I don't say, well, the Lord told me to tell you. No, I don't tell people that because I don't want them to feel compelled to agree with something I said the Lord told me to tell me. And they looking at me like, okay, he's in this position. I got to believe him. No, I just, I preach it or I say it and they be like, the Lord has been speaking to me about that. That's a confirmation. I don't have to tell them that the Lord told me to tell anything. Matter of fact, I have never seen um, the Old Testament prophets. I know they said, thus says the Lord. I know that. But when we talk about right now in this day and age, I look at the way that prophecies were done in the New Testament. And it's not always sometimes we prophesy. And this is this is, has happened to me. Sometimes I have prophesied and not know that I prophesied, especially um, as a younger believer. I was just saying what I felt led to say, didn't know it was prophecy until afterwards. Sometimes I know, sometimes I don't. I don't know the extent of it, but that's why the scripture says we, we know in part and we prophesy in part. So these are things I want us to really understand. We, we really have to understand, you know, me telling you your phone number and all that stuff. That's that's that that any witch can do that. But to confirm what God is doing in you, that comes from God. That's how you can tell you can you can discern those things. When when God gives a word, he doesn't have to. Um, he doesn't send his prophets to try to get you to to believe it. He will be very specific. It will be confirmation and it's done by the spirit. Prophecy is not done by man. So there's no delay in the confirmation. Let me say that again. Prophecy is not done by man. It's a spiritual thing. So there's no delay in confirmation. What happens is when when man tries to figure out what stuff means, we add things and we we want to make it mean a certain thing. I, I'll teach this on, on prophecy and it's, it's talking about the, the the issue or I won't say the issue, the encounter with Paul and, and Agabus. And there were some disciples that had gave some direction to Paul that did not jive with, with the information that Paul had received from the Holy Spirit his entire his entire journey. They came, they heard a word from the spirit and then they added to it. And it was it was uh, grievous to Paul. And then the prophet Agabus came on the scene and said, this the whoever's belt this is, this is who's going to be tied up in Rome. So when we see this it, and it, even when he says that word, you know, a lot of people are like, well, it wasn't exactly correct the way that it came out. But I will tell you that he was the one. He prophesied. They held on to what was good. It confirmed what he had already experienced. So what I want to talk about really today, because I didn't went off topic. I wanted us to understand something, not to quench the spirit. Prophet prophecies are real. They are real. They're still alive today. And we need to understand that we don't need to despise them. Let's not quench the spirit and despise them. Let's not reject them before we even hear them. Um, as I as I was stating earlier, Paul mentioned something in first Corinthians chapter 14, where he says, for you may all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be comforted. 
So when he even when he said that um, all uh, may prophesy, there's one thing that we need to understand. He mentioned something about and I think it's in verse 29 is where he said, if any man, if any man speaking an unknown tongue, let it let it be by two or at the most three and that by course and let one interpret. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silent in a church and let him speak to himself and to God. Let the prophet speak two or three or let the other the others judge. So when we talk about prophecy, we're talking about people needing to judge. And it's, this is how it's done. We're told to judge. What is what is the judge? The judge is the one that's testing. They're testing the. You're not testing. You're not judging the person. You're judging what the person is saying in light of the scripture. And what we have to be careful of is not to judge things before we give it a listen and before we go back and examine the scriptures. I don't care how much I think I know about the scripture. When someone says something and and especially if they say it with a conviction, what I'm going to do is depending on what it is, I'm going to go back. I'm going to say, man, let me go back and read this again. Because I want to be like the Bereans. I want to be like those who go back and they search the scriptures to see what, if it was true. That's that's what it means to really test the message, test the, the scriptures and then hold hold on to that, which is good. And this is where we have to be as believers. We have to get to the point where we can really, truly, honestly um, test what is being said. So I, I know I've been on here for a little while. This is a little longer than, than what I wanted to go today. But uh, let's hold on to what, that, which is good. Amen. Let's let's abstain from every form of evil. Let's test it. Let's test the spirits to see if they be of, of God. In order to test it, you have to hear it. But just don't be don't be taken by it. Understand what the truth is, because you have to understand that many shall fall from the faith in the last days because of deceitful spirits and doctrines of devils. So those they're listening to teachings that they ne they neglected people. Ne they're listening to teachings that they neglected to test or they could not test because they didn't know truth. So if they didn't know truth, they may not have been born again. I won't get into all of that. But I do want to say that the, the doctrines of devils, deceitful spirits, they're they're being taught and people are being led astray because they don't understand the truth. So as a minister, we have to share the truth and letting people know that the liberty that Christ have given. When you try to force people to live according to the law, we mess up. Amen. We mess up. We we actually we actually lead people away from the gospel message itself. So let's get back into the word of God. Let's let's really understand what the gospel is. And if you don't understand the gospel, hold your peace. You know, I, I don't speak about things that I haven't studied um, and really spent some time in. And I always tell, you know, those that I'm, I'm discipling, I say, hey, just spend some time with that. You know, I, I tell them a lot of times, I mean, like, man, I spent like six years on this message. I spent six years really looking at this because um, it, it, I, I wanted to make sure that it was right. Um, there was one particular chapter that would would really in Romans, I would read it every every year, just read it all the way through. And then I get to the same point and I'm like, what? Wait a minute. 
this right here, you know, can God give you revelation right there? Yes, he can. But sometimes it comes through time. It comes at the right, the appointed time for the understanding. So I just focus on what God gives me. And then when the rest of it comes, then I embrace that. But what I want you to tell you today is don't despise prophecies. There are true prophets out there today. There are true prophets. I know that it seems the church is saturated with everybody want to be called prophet. They want to be, you know, in this position and doing these types of things. But I'm going to tell you what, um, test everything from everybody. Don't believe everything that you hear. Don't believe everything you hear. Test it before you believe it. That means you check it with the word and you check what they're saying with the word. Amen. With what they're proclaiming and preaching, not what you want to contend with what they're saying, but see if they're saying the truth. Because I can preach the truth and you not agree with it because you don't know it, but at least go back and check it. That's why I always try to give scripture. I want to say try to. I always give scripture and I always point to the reference and I will try to always read it. And, and say what it is that you need to go back. But God bless you. Have a great and wonderful day. And I pray that God continues to bless and keep you and that he continues to um, reveal his truth to you in this hour. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on the Becoming One podcast. We request that you please like, share and subscribe to our station, YouTube channel and Facebook page. Remember to pursue peace in a divided world. We, the church, must organize, neutralize, and evangelize. Let's become one.